test 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 hey what's up hope you're well um <laughs> first time i've ever started a show like that but you know she's all over the place is all about switching it up um i actually this season haven't done too many solo shows so i thought hey let me do a solo show what's going on so uh yeah rock and roll i'm on the west coast right now and uh my sister was supposed to be um back from burning man today this morning actually and she got caught with everyone at burning man and so um you know my prayers go out to all the people who are still stuck there. It's the third year in the row. I've watched her little doggy named Stoa Homer. We're Greek, so Stoism, S-T-O-A, Stoa, and then Homer. It's on his birth certificate. He's um so cute. He's so sweet, so precious. He's such a good boy. You know, it's it's wild because a year ago, you know, when my first my sister got him, and then a year later, I I just noticed the growth in her heart, how it expanded, and just more graceful, more relaxed. And I really love pets. I've been wanting a pet for myself this whole entire time. Won't get into all the details about it, but I've been actually um, serious about getting one and, and looking into it. And they're just beautiful, and especially like emotional support dogs, especially with like how every everyone's feeling you know in the world dogs uh, animals pets they just you're in your zone and then you walk them and you take care of them and you feed them and then it reminds you to like feed yourself and take a break and you know just go on walks and it's so beautiful so anyone who's a pet person here um listening I know you can identify um and there are some people who like are are not pet people which says a lot about people you know you can definitely tell a, a person's character whether they're into um animals or not more so for the people who are into animals uh, very um normally I feel naive for the people who aren't conscious and aware for the people who aren't into pets <laughs> so that's just you know not all or nothing just just kind of an observation over the last years but circling back around you know I've been on the east coast most of the year and um in my heart of hearts I was thinking about my sister and it'd be nice to come to California and I haven't seen people here all year and I could take care you know for a little doggy and get some of that um animal love you know <laughs> and I know she would feel really secure and safe of like me being with him so I offered to come and uh, watch him. Well, she went for two weeks. So she's been going to Burning Man for a few years now. She uh, sets up and she has the experience and then she tears down. So she just doesn't go as a person attending Burning Man. She is a part of the setup. So it's a whole process. And there's about 80 people in her camp. She's in a camp and uh, the camp she's in some of them have kids so it's not just like you know and my sister doesn't do drugs um so I know people hear different things about Burning Man sidebar I've known about Burning Man since I was a teenager I can't believe I haven't gone yet I still haven't gone to Burning Man you would think with my personality and who I am that I would be like a Burning Man queen at this point but there's also like the saboteur like things I'm supposed to do or want to do I don't do which is like a whole nother podcast but sticking focused over here Anna her camp um the the people who she goes with uh they're on the board of burning man with the four founding members of burning man so um you know god bless her soul thank god she's okay she did report to me um she is sick and dehydrated and uh, at two o'clock today she was getting an iv for the dehydration and for being sick so um when the news broke out the other day you know around i received a text message a few hours prior to it being in public news they were able to have like a wi-fi for a few hours that they turned on 
somehow um, within their camp or whatever. And then it was just a short period of time just to let everyone know that they were okay and what was going on. Not to freak out like about what happened in the news. I guess I could just read what you what she wrote. Hold on. So this was Saturday morning. Hey Coco, got internet for a few. We got rain and we are all stuck literally in the mud here and can't take anything down. They expect more rain and the roads are closed. I just wanted to let you know, even though I'm booked for Monday, I hope it's all going to be open then. Till then we have little water and food and the temp internet goes down in two hours. Please let mom and dad know I love you and give Stoa my love. Prayer face, that embarrassed face, like, uh, oh my god, like emoji, like, uh, you know, like, uh, emoji with a red heart. Um, that was like uh, Saturday before everything got crazy in the news. There was rumors flying around, um, uh, like all these different things, which was just false news on Twitter from two false accounts. Um, so there wasn't an Ebola breakout or anything like that. Then um, she wrote today, which was Monday Labor Day uh, at 108. She said, hi, love, I'm stuck here. Uh, her friend, I'll keep it private, says hopes tomorrow. We are packing now. I'm getting an IV. I'm dehydrated and sick. Sad face. We'll try to text in a few hours. And so um, then she sent at 449, uh, new flight love. Sorry, the internet is inaccessible till later. Be back on soon, XOXO. And she sent me her flight. So she she got a flight, which means they opened the gates to the playa um, to leave so she could leave safely. And um, and then hopefully, I think they'll probably be in a hotel tonight. I would figure so she could fly out of Reno in the morning. However, it says delivered, but she's not answering. And she would, um, I'm like checking in, are you feeling better? But, but she hasn't wrote. So like, I don't, I don't think she has like, internet yet I'm, I'm not quite sure but anyways to, to say the least we did get into a little bit of a tiff before she left and um, she was very high strong because she's been like on the go since last year and she's a genius she's so smart and loving and compassionate but she totally needed this um reset and um, um I'm glad she's okay it's sad that she got sick I'm glad she's on her way home but you know with my um you know my mom and dad and you know the way she was responding in the way I was being it just you know it really shifts perspective about like someone you care about you know so um yeah it's important to reach out to the ones we care about and let them know and if we're holding grudges or we have a little tiff like just look at the bigger picture of someone's like life or death like I think it was declared like, uh, like a national emergency so I'm glad she'll be coming home and she's not stuck there longer I know like one of my friends sent me like the thing of like Diplo and Chris Rock and like another one of their friends and then they left and he had a, a show or whatever and he left and they did that and that's like okay rocks are cool da, da, da. and that, that's all good they're like I'm getting out of here which I understand and it was a risk and they're very lucky because it, it something else could have happened you just never know I mean being out there it was just like a huge risk but I'm, I'm glad they're safe and then the other people who like left and got away you know I mean you got to do what you got to do I mean I would have who knows what I would have done um in that situation but in that camp if I would have been with my sister I would have probably stayed with them because there are 10 principles I believe there's 10 principles with Burning Man and it's important to have discipline and you know not freak out and you know especially if you're with like a camp of 80 people and there's kids involved so for the safety of everyone and just nothing happening you would want to keep everyone in a tight situation and follow the rules of Burning Man just so like you know everyone is safe because anything anything could happen you just never know so I just hope everyone everyone makes it out safe 
um, under the circumstances, you know, of the the environment and the weather and everything like that. But wow, I mean, I can't I can't believe like whoever's first Burning Man. I mean, I just I, I just I just could not believe if that was my first Burning Man. I just I, I don't think I'd be able to to deal. But yeah, but there's a couple things. And the thing is, the the camp my sister's with some of the people are on the board, right, as I mentioned. And so there's certain rules and respect and regulations that one needs to follow not only because of her circumstances but I think it's like the principles of Burning Man and the people who identify and understand the ethics of that shows your character in times of ups or downs so you know I'm not judging anyone who decided to leave it's your life it's your own right you know but the principles don't fly out the window or maybe they do fly out the window I don't think they do fly out the window because it was a natural catastrophe yeah but they you know specifically told everyone to stay in place but not everyone's gonna like you know follow roll call and then the other thing is you know but there is the principle aspect of making the commitment to go to follow the the ten, the guidelines right and it's a part of of that so I think um energetically that will you know be prominent in one's own meditation and reflection or not but the other thing is um you know it's a place where you know uh, there's online like these memes and everyone's like making a lot not everyone but a lot of people are like making fun of like oh these vcs and these like you know uh, wealthy kids blah 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 going i mean there's eighty thousand people that go so not everyone is a vc and not everyone is like endless wealthy and i mean i've been involved like since i was a teenager right so i mean i haven't gone but other people go musicians artists not just they're just generalizing saying it's just like all white like wealthy people but anyway so like I said I haven't been so but the thing is this is a place where these people innovators creators where things birth out of burning man and it sets the tone and precedence for creatives and for VCs you know for for their year and if they didn't fully experience that then I wonder how it's going to reflect the next year you know, because people who are true burners, they look forward to this epic moment all year and talk about it all year and then can't wait to go again. So on a psychological level, I think it's really going to damper a lot of people's creativities and, you know, ecstasy outcome and um, not literal ecstasy like drugs, but just like, you know, when you go on a holiday or, you know, go to church to pray or something, it's like your your omen, your, your peaceful place that you get to sit and do it. And if they didn't fully get to do that then you know me I'm just reflecting as a human just like wondering like how is that trajectory going to look for the rest of us because we're all a ripple effect we're all a ripple effect and and we're interconnected so I'll be interested to see that Uh, I'll be interested to see if my sister goes next year I think she will god just get her home safe tomorrow but you know probably the true burners will be there and then I was thinking would I still go under these circumstances and this is for me because like if for me, I'm like, it's not like I never want to go. Like, I've always wanted to go have the experience. But like, if there's any rain, because I came to LA a couple days before Anna went, my sister, if there's any rain, I will not go. If it's totally dry and there's no rain, okay, I'll go. But if, it, if it's going to be raining like a few days and she was like worried that it, like the mud might be wet, setting things up and stuff, no. I am i wouldn't go. I almost went last year and it was like really, really, really dusty. My sister's like, it's so good that you didn't come. You wouldn't have survived. It was so dusty. And I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't. And then this year just like really took the cake, the mud cake. <laughs> anyway, 
So moving right along, um, I had a bit of a scare. I was a bit worried. And uh, yeah, I'm just really grateful that my sister, you know, will be coming home safe. And, you know, I can like support and help her in any way that she needs. I know her little doggy misses her very much. Um, Speaking about the ripple effect, there's like a whole podcast I got to share with you. But um, finally, I'm going to make my first full-length feature documentary. I'm going to, um, I did a two-minute video for it. It's being edited down right now uh, with my girlfriend and producing partner Alessandra Levy she you know did the admin stuff with me for like two hours this past week uh, to set up the Indiegogo account it's going to be a 60-day campaign I chose Indiegogo for a few reasons but it's a 60-day campaign and if I don't raise all the funds then I still get whatever I do raise and um, I've been so intimidated and so scared to do this Um, it'll be my first time in my life and my career like asking for money from people and being so vulnerable and uh, an acquaintance that I know is has a VC speaking of VC funds um, was the lead investor was the first investor in Indiegogo so he put me in touch with Indiegogo I was on the phone with them they said they were gonna put me on the front page this was in 2012 and I didn't follow through and then in 2018 I did the the campaign video I I didn't know what I was doing it was 14 minutes and my producing partner Alessandra looked at it she's like yeah okay it has to be like a minute and I'm like oh wow and then I talked to some other like uh kid not really kid but in his 20s who comes from this like quote-unquote wealthy successful family and I was telling him about it and what my plan and stuff and he totally just like cut it down diminished it in two seconds and just basically said you know made me I was already insecure but made me like no one can make you feel insecure but I allowed him because I was insecure to make to make his thoughts and to make me feel more insecure he's like oh don't ask people for money because then like you can just pay for it yourself like don't 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 ask people for money so I ended up not doing the Indiegogo in 2012 I didn't do it in 2018 and then here we are again and then Zach and Grazi who was on my podcast um, for the Tribeca Film Festival with the Deutsche Coin Millionaire they have Optimus and he and his directing partner went to school for economics they weren't filmmakers at all and when they graduated he talks about in the podcast that there were things happening that they don't teach you in school and so then they had this idea to go to Guatemala for a dollar a day for $56 a total it was a dollar a day for 56 days and um, they sold it to Netflix and uh, they made it for $6,000 and um, it's on Amazon now you can watch it a dollar a day and they set up a nonprofit. so in these like five six years they've raised over two million dollars for this village in Guatemala and and to this day they've raised over 90 million dollars with different nonprofits because they always like hook up a nonprofit to the documentary and I'm like oh this is it like this is it for me this is like this is my focus like out of everything I do this is it impactful stories listening caring sharing helping all that jazz like it's just this is so me and I got so mad at myself and so enraged and so moved in a way like if if they can raise over 90 million dollars then I can you know I have this relationship with um Renalyn Era who's in the Philippines since 1997 and I picked up the phone and I said yes and I became her sponsor and then she graduated from the program from Children International and then there was the birth of social media and I only stayed on Facebook to connect with her to see her life her family like viscerally what she's doing and <laughs> and uh yeah so I've sponsored her whole family her two brothers her you know her her grandparents and you know her grandpa passed away a few years ago and I've just watched the evolution of this family and and we're so connected in a way by the power of yes and this is before I moved to Hollywood or I knew about documentaries or anything like that but I just remember that feeling and seeing you know this commercial and by saying yes and helping out someone in need that was across the world 
I would be the ripple effect. And then in 2016, I asked her, I said, you know, is it okay, Renalyn, um, if I were to come, you know, um, and shoot our, our experience? Can, is it okay? And she says, yes, Miss Katie. Yes, Miss Katie. She calls me Miss Katie. And a few years ago, she on Mother's Day, she's like, is it okay if I call you mom? You're like a second mom to me. You're like a mom to me, she said, not a second mom. She's like, you know, you're an angel and you know, so I said, yes. So that's so sweet. So with the ups and downs and in-betweens and the insecurity and, and all that, here we are, here I am. And um, I'm going to launch a campaign. And um, if you're listening and you're inspired, I would love you and invite you to uh, be a part and uh, support and share it and donate. And I'm giving awesome perks of um, putting people's names in the credits for helping make this happen. But I'm going to um, raise as many funds as I can within 60 days. And then uh, I have a DP who is the DP from Culture Kids, my comedy project that I just uploaded to Film Freeway that will go into all the international film festivals. And um, that's what I'm going to do with the Ripple Effect as well. I'm going to put it into all the international film festivals. Also, the um, Gates Foundation has grants. Uh, I didn't see anything from the Philippines on there. I saw it a lot in America, a lot for women, a lot for uh, Africa. Didn't see anything for um, the Philippines while I was browsing but I'm going to enter into all the international film festivals and you know reach out to different places for grants and so what I'm going to do with you know the funds of going shooting and and doing the film festival like pre the shoot and then post entry ships for the film festivals I'm going to have an attorney friend um, set up a nonprofit and put some funds in that nonprofit. so then when the film is on Netflix or Amazon or wherever it shows it'll be the website at the end of it where people can contribute and donate and I can be like Zach and Grazi and his partner Chris Temple how they did with their first documentary called A Dollar a Day, I can do it for the ripple effect for Renalyn, her family and her whole community in the Philippines. Because if you Google where they're from and, you know, I can give you the address soon in another episode, I'll, I'll do more in depth, but there's not a lot of content on it. There's so much poverty that there's not a lot of photos, videos, content online about it. So I feel very proud because like, I feel like, you know, through my voice and my relationship with Renalyn since 1997, um, this will really help put this part of the Philippines on the map and save and help a lot of families so when I was sponsoring her from day one her dad only made I think like $50 a month and they slept on cots on mattresses on the ground and had a stove that was in the ground and they had like two pots and pans and it's like a square concrete um that they would all live in so I mean yeah Anyhow, okay, I've been talking your ear off. I appreciate you tuning in. If you would like to donate and contribute and be a part of the Ripple Effect, definitely just go to chinakas.com. I have a PayPal link and you it's a tax write-off and you can put in the notes that it's for the Ripple Effect documentary. And however much helps, I'm doing special thanks to my gems, I'm going to call it, for people who contribute you know, an X amount of amount, like every amount counts, $20, $50, $75, like it really, really supports. And then I'm going to do these tiers where it's like $1,000, you will get a credit in the film, um, like a solo credit. Um, There's other perks to coming to screenings, the movie premiere, I'm going to have a premiere and screening in LA, New York, and where I'm from in Detroit, Michigan. So woohoo. But yeah, uh, if you're listening to this, even if you just share it, like, you know, that 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 really helps which I'm so grateful about but soon in a few weeks I'll have the Indiegogo campaign link that will be live for 60 days I have you know switching gears um I do have two books on Amazon if you want to pick up some of my books I am just giving you an update here I'm gonna 
getting ready to release my third book soon. It's called The Actor, My Greatest Love Thus Far. My girlfriend is Zolda Trachtenberg. She's amazing. I have a call with her tomorrow. I'm going to have her just do the last proof before I send it to printing. So I'm doing that. I've been striking here in LA. I'm, I plan to continue to strike some more. And uh, yeah, I'm just like, take a deep breath. I'm just going to take a deep breath. Let's take the deepest breath we've taken all day. Ah, cheers to a great week. Another breath. Ah, I think I'm going to be doing some more solo episodes uh, next week. I believe it's next week. A casting director, a Hollywood casting director. It's more like an entertainment casting director. I think she lives in Atlanta now. So um, I'm going to have her on the podcast, Amanda Doyle, the Casting Society Association. She was like on the board for seven years. She's so cute and and special and wonderful and kind and uh, she's gonna come back on the show again too so we're gonna have um, a couple episodes with her uh, yeah so thank you so much for tuning in and going with the flow and and jumping and pivoting and and uh, being a part of the journey if you want me to talk about anything or if you have any inquiries do so through the contact section of my website I am on all social media right now I'm just focusing on Instagram but really cool news Paris Hilton started following me on TikTok uh, a couple weeks ago so I'm really bullish on that (laughs) um I did uninstall 30 apps TikTok was one of them but as a creative director filmmaker just as an artist like TikTok is the most fun because of all the filters and stuff but Instagram it has gotten pretty like hip and cool to certain things too but yeah I think those are all the things I wanted to cover right now thank god my sister is alive (sighs) and um I'm grateful for you tuning in and I know there was just last week like a gratitude day but I feel every single moment of every single day is gratitude and you know we're either practicing in gratitude and or patience so i'm grateful for you tuning in i'm grateful for my sister to come home safe i'm grateful you know how family you see how family comes together in in certain times where we're able to dismantle things that you know the stuff that energetically we don't need to dismantle oh uh, oh i'm reading this book right now i read it actually i already read i already read the book by huxley the Doors of Perception. I got it on Libby on audio. It's only two hours. It's it's a great book. Uh, and he has this amazing quote in the book. I had to write it down. Talk less and draw more, Huxley. Ugh, talk less and draw more. I love that. It's so good. Yeah, I don't want to fill you up with too much, but I do. But um, yeah, we'll uh, check in with you next week. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. Mwah. Oh, make sure you're subscribing. Share this with a couple of people. Connect with me on social media. And uh, please leave a five-star review. It helps an independent podcaster like me. And because of you, we're in the top 2% out of almost 4 million podcasts. Holding it down and strong all year. Let's go.